The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. So this morning, we are sharing on what we've titled Every Body Counts. Okay, let's say it together. Every body counts. So, the word there is not everybody counts. Because there are three words, not two. The word, the, 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 the phrase is every body counts. First Corinthians chapter 9, from verse 26 to 27. And this is Paul speaking. He says, I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But I am running hard for the finish line. I am giving it everything I have got. No sloppy living for me. I'm staying a lot and in top condition. I'm not going to be caught napping. Take it back. No sloppy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. You see, when it comes to to church, many times we do a lot of spiritual work. And that is great. That's fantastic. That's where everything stems from. But we um, don't do much on the body side. We do a little bit more on the mental side. But we don't do much on the body side. But you see, the, the, the body side is what even gives the spiritual side credence on earth. And it's a very sensitive thing because, you know, um, we shy away from talking about it because people are sensitive when it comes to their body. But you see, you, you have a God that loves you too much. You have a pastor that cares about you too much. And you have a church family that supports you too much to leave you the way you are without coming into what the Bible calls the abundant life. Everybody say abundant life. And that's the abundant life that Paul is talking about that I am striving to be in top condition. In top condition. I am both spiritually, emotionally, physically, I'm striving to be in top shape. I'm striving to be in top shape. You know, yes, there's been a lot of abuse when it comes to being in shape. There's been a lot of media idolization, if you will, 
of what is wrong or not necessarily wrong on, on, on what everybody should be like. So we, we have um, um, women that want to be size zero. In fact, I didn't even know there was anything called size zero. Until I was talking to my wife one day, we, had, we have a family member, and she's so obsessed with her, you know, she wants to remain size zero at 50. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Now, the reason is because the media puts it in front of us that that is what beauty looks like. I mean, there's nothing wrong with size zero if you're size zero. But if you are not, you are still fearfully and wonderfully made by the creator of the heavens and the earth. Praise the name of the Lord. For the guys, you know, the image is if you are not Conan the Barbarian. You know Conan? Conan the Barbarian. So, we have guys that are going to, you know, the... (laughs) One of the most funny things is that, you know, I have, I mean, I, I, friends, people that we left school together, and we bumped into each other, you know, time and again. So I bumped into, I mean, some guy uh, yesterday after playing golf, and, you know, and, you know, I could see that he was looking at my, my, he was looking at me and said, you have not changed. He was, so I now noticed that he's, he had a pot belly, he was sucking it in. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so, to my mind, I'm like, I'm like, it's not necessary. But you see, the image you've been, you've been given is that if your biceps are not, and your packs are one, and not six, if you have one pack, pack is pack. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. I was a pack is pack. Pack is pack, John. <laughs> you know, some have one, some have six, some have. But you see, the, 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 the challenge is that we have been given an image of what good shape looks like. And the difference, you see, we that we are Christians, we have an advantage, but Many times we don't know because it's not been taught. Hollywood focuses on something else. Our God focuses on something else entirely. God's focus is abundant life. Hollywood's focus is what? Artificial shape. So we have people doing plastic surgery to make their lips go fatter. How? They, I, said, I said, people do that. My wife said, yes. My wife said, look at our lips. I said, wow, that lips is boisterous. <laughs> she says, they pumped it up. I said, what? I mean, what would make people feel that the image of God they are bearing is not beautiful enough? That they need to inject their lips, inject their butts, And there's only one message it sends. And it's a message of shame. 
And Jesus Christ came to take away our shame. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah, Jesus, that's a, that's a good place to clap. I mean, I'm totally excited. Jesus Christ came to take away our shame. Now, we cannot, we cannot allow that to define our mentality. We need to look to the spiritual truths of Christ to overcome the media battery of what beautiful looks like. We need to look on one hand, but on the other hand, we also need to look to the spiritual truth of Christ to be able to pay the price to be in good shape that God wants us to be in. So, the spiritual truth of Jesus Christ helps us overcome the physical challenge of healthy living. The spiritual truth of Jesus Christ helps us overcome the physical challenge. And this spiritual truth is going to be coming your way this morning by the grace of God. In Jesus' name. Off the bat, for those of us that are Christians, we need to understand the purpose of taking care of our body. We need to understand the purpose of taking care of our body. Why? Is it important? Is it even important to God that we take care of our bodies? Does my body count? Does your body count? But God is saying to you this morning, every body counts. So for those of us that are Christians, we need to understand that there are two sides to body care that makes it crucial to the God we serve. And, and, and there are this. Body care is, for us, is an issue of worship and discipleship. That's what makes it big for us. It's an entirely new paradigm. Body care, when you take care of your body, is, is a worship issue. And it is a discipleship issue. It is not a social media issue. It is not an attention-getting issue. So it is a totally different paradigm that God wants us as believers to have. Totally different paradigm. Entirely new paradigm. So we are to treat our bodies as instruments of worship and not as ornaments to be worshipped. The ornament says, notice me, appreciate me, pay attention to me. You put, when you have an ornament, the purpose of the ornament is, is notice me, notice me, notice me. Pay attention to me. Can't you see I'm beautiful? So people get depressed when they post a picture on, on, on Instagram and they have only two lights. From the two men they don't want to talk to. And you've checked the timeline. It's 48 hours after. Two likes. Feel depressed. Why? Because you are treating your body as an ornament, not as an instrument. We are to treat our bodies as an instrument, not as an ornament. And it's so big in Romans 12. Romans 12.1. The word of God says in Romans 12.1 that 
offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, which is your what? Your spiritual worship. So our bodies are instruments of worship. And that body, because it's an instrument of worship, needs to be taken care of. The body needs to be taken care of. It's an instrument of worship. It's not an ornament to be worshipped. So our bodies are not are instruments of worship, not ornaments to, the, to be worshipped. You see, and the truth is that many times we are not even pleased with our own bodies. Many times we are not pleased with our bodies. Many times we, we don't like what we see in the mirror. And many times we think even our spouses aren't pleased with our bodies. And it puts a lot of pressure on us. That's why, you know, sometimes when it's sausage time, they say, put off the light, put off the light. Are we putting off the light? It's time for sausage. Put off the light. Put off the light. You go under the covers. Why? You need to have all that. If you don't know what sausage time is, don't worry. You are fine. <laughs> oh, you just get the message of three Sundays ago or thereabouts. So people are <laughs> they're not proud of their bodies. And God cannot be happy with that. God can't be happy with that. But you see, with God, it is different. As we present our bodies to God, the moment we offer our bodies to God, they become pleasing to God because we are his children and we are offering our bodies to him. Regardless of the shape, Regardless of the size, regardless of the packs or unpacks. The moment we offer, that's what the Bible says, when we offer our bodies to God, is our Father, who is not saying, you make yourself available to your heavenly Father, is, is pleased with you. Your Father, I mean, you, you, have you ever, it's hardly for you to see a, a father or a mother that is displeased with their child because the child is short. Where did the shortness come from? Praise the name of the Lord. So our holiness and our acceptance is not based at all on the size and the shape of our bodies. Our holiness and our acceptance is based on the bruise and the beating on the bodies of Jesus. So my body does not determine my spirituality. The body of Jesus determines my spirituality. My, my body does not determine whether God accepts me or God doesn't accept me. What determines that? Can you please bring up the Romans 12 one again? Is God. When we offer up our bodies to God, as a pleasing sacrifice 
So it means that losing 15 kg won't make God love you more. And gaining 15 kg won't make God love you less. Praise the name of the Lord. This instrument you see here has caused a lot of trouble. You know what it is? It's a fork. Hopefully this is their best friend. Now listen. If you lose 20 kg, it won't make God love you better or more. If you gain 20 kg, it's not going to make God love you less. What determines it, your position with God is, is that body offered to God? Is it offered to God? That's, that's what determines it. And the truth is that, yes, some of us need to lose 15 kg. Yeah. And, and some of us actually need to gain 15 kg. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. But all of us need to offer our body to God now. All of us. All of us. All of us. So you can't go from here and say, oh, pastor says that, ah, you should just be chopping, you know. God loves us anyway, you know. Even brought fork to the, to, to the pulpit. He brought fork to the pulpit to show us the patterns of uh, cake and ice cream. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So it is pleasing to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. But it's not only pleasing to God, it's something that we have been called to do. First Corinthians um, 6 19. It's, it's not only something, you see. So body care is for us is an issue of worship and, and, and a discipleship issue. It's not an issue of likes or body shape or looking like you have been malnourished. Those girls starve themselves. Do you know that? They put their hands in their throat so that they can vomit. All sorts of crazy things. And it's not that so that we can look like Conan the Barbarian. It's a worship issue. It's a discipleship issue. And verse 19 of 1 Corinthians 6 says to us, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself. You do not belong to yourself. So you need to understand that, that my body does not, does not belong to me. My body does not belong to me. So it's a discipleship issue. God wants us. Otherwise, we approach fitness from a me perspective. We are just trading sin. We, your body now becomes an idol. 
Some people, their bodies, their, their fitness is their idol. It's idol worship. You, you, you come to church to worship God, but you, by the time you get from the door to your seat, you are depressed because nobody has turned to look at you. You are depressed. Did they not notice? So, we see that the things that we are tackling in in, in verse 19 of of the 1 Corinthians 6, it says, your body was given to you by God. So, the body that we have is a gift. I was a gift. So we need to have the right perspective when it comes to body matters. And with the right perspective, engaging in the physical challenge produces a lot of spiritual benefits. So, so you, you, to, to have a healthy body, you need to engage in physical challenge. Obviously, Everybody that says to you that, oh, there's no need for that, just sit down, you know, you're just going to be, have a healthy body, is lying to you. you. There's a physical challenge. But, you see, it gives spiritual benefits. Like, number one, pastor, what spiritual benefits can me making sure that my body is, is well taken care of as God's instrument of worship and as my duty in discipleship, what spiritual benefit could that be? Number one, it teaches you humility. It teaches you humility. If you have to keep your body fit, really and truly, you will be humble. Number two, it it teaches you faith. It teaches you faith. Why does it teach you faith? It's simple. You've gone off ice cream. You've started to work out. You're sweating like crazy. After one week, you climb up on, on, this, on the scale. The scale just moves like this and stays where it is. And for, for some people, it actually goes forward. It teaches you faith because you have to begin to see the things that be not as though they were. <laughs> if you can't see it, that this thing will come down. You're going to give up. And it teaches you perseverance. It teaches you perseverance. Those are spiritual attributes. Huge spiritual at- attributes. And guess what it also teaches you? It teaches you compassion. It teaches you compassion. Because, believe it or not, everybody that has tried to keep fit has failed at some point. Everybody. So, when you see other people struggling, you have compassion. That, ah, I used to be like that. And you're able to come side by side with the person and help the person. But you see, if you don't do those things, you rob yourself. And the reason why we don't is simple. It's easier to indulge than to be disciplined. Remember, it is the little things that no one sees that makes what? The big difference 
that everybody wants. You wake up in the morning, you worship, you do 10 press-ups, 50 sit-ups. Everything, 15, 20 minutes, and some other exercises. You go. You're doing it every morning. Every morning. Every morning. Some other people... The cereal they will take in the morning, they will put it by their bedside. They sleep. Thank you, Jesus. You wake up. You mix the thing and you work it. The little things that no one sees, those series, those series, are going to make the big difference that nobody wants. I'm going to make the big difference that nobody wants. So, so that's our challenge. That's our constant challenge. And, and so, you see, so body care requires immediate sacrifice for delayed benefits. Meanwhile, indulgence has immediate benefits for delayed consequences. You are going to face the consequences. Eat it, eat it, eat the food. But you face it. You're enjoying it now, but you're going to face the consequences. That is our, you see, so it's not just about weight and appearance. It's about building character. It's about building character. God wants to build your character. And when you can keep your body in shape and in good shape, it affects your finances. It does. If you can't keep your body in shape, you're going to struggle with your finances. No, Pastor, I know some very fat, rich people. Who says they, because they are fat, they are not fit? Some fat people are fitter than some slim people. So fatness does not mean lack of fitness. And slimness does not mean fitness. Some slim people are very unfit. Totally very unfit. So what's it going to be for you? It's about character building. It helps your parenting. You have more energy to play with your children. Some of us, we just want to get rid of our children. (laughs) They're like pests. You don't say it, but that's what you're thinking. And God will forgive you. You see, the problem is your energy level is too low. To match up with theirs. But when, you, when your body is in top shape, when they are running, you are able to run. When they are active, you are able to engage them. You are not saying, eh, go to the neighbor's house and play. Cheap cop out. Many children have been abused because of go to the neighbor's house and play. Because of low energy level. And it's, it's huge. Your, your child wants to engage you it, mentally, you are tired. And the boy has gone on Google and he's, he's, he's saying, um, what is, um, give me a difficult word, what's climate change? And you're like, we are Trump supporters, we don't believe in climate change. <laughs> you know, I mean, the guy says he doesn't believe in climate change. <laughs> so, so you're like, so what, so they ask you tough questions, you are 
mentally tired, when you are physically fit, it helps your finances, it helps your parenting, it helps your marriage. Sausage will be hot and sizzling. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, my back is failing me. Oh, I have a day care. Oh, I have a day. It's, it's because of the body that we are not taking care of. And are not in good shape. And the problem usually is this. We all have a place. When we are under pressure, when we are under pressure, we all have a safe place to hide apart from God. That's usually the problem. We have places we run to instead of, of God. We have places when, 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 when the pressure of parenting, the pressure of marriage, the pressure of finances comes to us, we, we, we have our hiding places. We have places that we run to and we hide. And those places are unhealthy for your body. And there's a story that I heard recently from a, a Texan rancher. Texan guy that has stables, has houses. And he was saying that when the barn, the, the stable, the barn that has the stable that the horses are kept, when the barn is on fire and you go and rescue your horse, he says, hold the horse tight or tie him to a very strong pole. He says, because even though there's fire in the barn. As soon as the horse gets free, he's running back to his stable. And it dies, they, they die in the fire. He was saying, countless number of horses have died. They've brought them out, but they ran back out and went back to the stable. Why? Because that barn is a safe place for them. They, they know it as the place of comfort, as the place where they can hide in the time of trouble. And guess what? That barn now has trouble. Guess where they go? They go to the barn. For some people, it's sugar. You need that boost. For some other people, it's marijuana. For some people, it's alcohol. Ah, pastor, I need Gulda. Make my just cool. You know? And these things are destroying your liver. I have a friend of mine that passed on a few days ago and, you know, the day before it was lively. It was at the club, drinking. That he went to sleep 
organs failed, it's gone. And many times, we don't realize what we are doing to ourselves because guess what? It's the, the consequences are gradual too, but they surely happen. They surely happen. I mean, and for me, my, my safe place, I had a lot of safe places. I'm going to confess now. Promise you are not going to judge me. Promise. Okay, I won't say it. I'll see how your faces are. You know, God's for me, that's a safe place, isn't it? Okay. So, <laughs> my hiding place, one of my bands. Is Golden Morn <laughs> with milk and sugar. The thing is sweet over by itself already. And it happens at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I've been reading. Then I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, things I'm trusting God for. I just want to, you know, you know, and I just say, okay, okay, okay. Let me just have some Golden Morn. And I just. Golden Ah, 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 God bless you, Golden You know, (laughs) and I discovered that over time, I was beginning to be unhealthy, unfit, not unhealthy. I was not as fit as I as I used to be, and I knew it was my bad habits. I have another one. And this one is um, it's video games. It's my ban. I just escape into the virtual world. I'm killing terrorists. At least I'm doing something good for the world. <laughs> you know, and you know, it's just that big. It's just that big. And many times, you know, I feel God said to me that. But you know that's not how you should tackle this. Instead of running to God, I run to Golden Morn. Instead of running to God, I run to PS4. So I feel God say to me, but you know that's not how to tackle this. And you know what my response is? And I'm not proud of this response. Sometimes my response is, after all, I'm not watching porn. My Golden Morn is better. I say to him, after all, I'm not committing adultery. So leave me with my video games. Every man to his own. But you see, as long as what you run to is not God, that thing has become an idol. What is your ban? As long as what you run to is, is some people do comfort eating. They say this comfort eating. That I need, to, I need to comfort myself with eating so that I don't do bad things. 
right? But as long as it's not God, it's what? It's idol worship. And many times we think our golden one is better than somebody's um, um, cigarettes. We think our red meat is better than somebody's um, bear. You know, there's, there's a story, real life story of um, Charles Spurgeon and D.L. Moody. You all, you've heard of Charles Spurgeon before? If you've been in church for a while, you know, Charles Spurgeon, up even, I think, up until the day he died, if I'm not mistaken, enjoys smoking his cigar every day. He must smoke his cigar. Man of God. But, he, and he, he didn't hide it. He told his congregation, you people can have cigar, you know. And he was smoking cigar. So, D.L. Moody, Chicago guy, Spurgeon invited D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody was a, you know, on the robust side and, and doesn't joke with his food. They know him with his fork. So, D.L. Moody, and he was a pungent evangelist, got to Spurgeon's church and was talking about how it is a, you should not be defiling the temple of the Holy Spirit by smoking cigars. I mean, that's just a very unkind thing to do, really, if you think about it. Why did you tell him personally? Why go on, on his pulpit to, and everybody knew he was talking about their pastor? And he didn't care. But Spurgeon is known for his, uh, you can't take him on. He's going to slam you. So when... <laughs> When D.L. Moody finished preaching and got down, it's amazing that those people, they do these kind of fun, funny things. <laughs> Honestly, when we read about their work, you think they are perfect people. <laughs> so Spurgeon said, Mr. Moody, the day you drop your fork, I will drop my cigar. Your fork is damaging your body even more my cigar is. None of us is right. We all need Jesus. We all need Jesus. So, <laughs> food is so powerful. Food, did you know that if you eat right, you may not need any medication for the rest of your life? Food has the power to heal us. And food also has the power to kill us. But the challenge is that either healing or killing, it's usually slowly. So food has the power to heal us or to kill us, but it usually does it slowly. So when you are on the right diet and you are eating well, it is what? It appears to be slow. It appears to be, oh, what am I doing now? Oh. Also, when you are eating badly, uh, you have taken it. And you look at yourself, I'm still okay. Uh, you jump, you can still jump. You walk, you are still fine. Then you take another one. You know? I mean, when I was binging on Goldimon, I still take Goldimon. There's nothing wrong with Goldimon. It was my heart that didn't work. 
when I was binging on Golden Mall, after about six months, I wasn't as active as I used to be. I was just getting, as I said, I'm carrying weights. I'm running. I'm playing soccer or what have you. It's as if I'm carrying weight. And I know that was the problem. So I had to cut it. I had to cut it. What do you need to cut for your own good? For your own good. Not for everybody, anybody else's sake, but for your own good. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 10. Ecclesiastes 10 says to us, A country is in trouble when its king is a young, is a youth, and its leaders feast all night long. That, you see, you can replace country with destiny. A destiny is in trouble. When the owners of the destiny feast all night long. But a destiny, a country, is fortunate to have a king who makes his own decisions and leaders who eat at the proper time, who control themselves and don't get drunk. We need help. Many of us, we need help with the fuck. You need to sacrifice the fuck. You need to say, yeah, you need to get active also. But the fuck contributes to 80%, they say, of your fitness level, what you eat. Then your activity, obviously, takes over the rest. So, you need to take care of the fuck. A man went to a doctor and, and, and said to the doctor, doctor, Something is wrong. And doctor ran the test and did all this stuff and says, look, you have to change something now. And the guy says, tell me. So let's look at your diet. The man says, if the man protected everything and gave excuse for everything on his diet. That, ah, this one, ah, you know, ah, doctor, no, 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 no. Ah, doctor, this one, ah, no, 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 no. Ah, doctor, ah, no, 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 this one. Okay, doctor says, okay, well, you have to increase your activity. You know, maybe you want to start with that. You need to really, since I go to work before the sun comes out, I get back from work when it's dark. I don't have time to run. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time. Okay, what about this, your habit of, of, of smoking? Says, ah, doctor, I can't drop that because, you know, it calms my nerves. I can't focus at work. It calms my nerves. And doctor threw up his hands and said, well, then get ready to die. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, sometimes we don't know what we are up against. We think it's a joke that we can consistently defile ourselves in this case with what we eat and expect that everything will be fine 
Oh, we are going to do prayer night vigil. Night vigil. Okay, continue. Continue doing the night vigil. Oh, ah, we have prayer people in church. I will just put down my name. They will begin to pray. There has to be a right catching because these little things that gives us relief now can cause us problems tomorrow. They can. So these little things may be getting you through the day, like that man says. Cigarette gets him through the day. But it's actually shortening his days. It may get him through the days. He was going to his bands. He was going to his bands. Rather than staying safe. What's your band? What's your band today? What band are you running to? It may be getting you through the day. But it's shortening your days. I know it's not a popular thing to say. But it's better said now. When you can still make adjustments. So, so, Pastor, you are saying God brought us here just to tell us that we should <laughs> take care of our bodies because of worship and because of discipleship? Yes. Absolutely. Is it that important? Yes. And the reason is this. <laughs> caring for your body is caring for your destiny. Caring for your body is actually caring for your destiny. It is. It's caring for your destiny. First Timothy 4, verse 16. Timothy, Paul was speaking to his, his, um, his disciple, Timothy. And he says, keep close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those around you. And that translation says, take heed to yourself first. Take care of yourself. I know many of us want to be a good spouse, want to be a good parent, want to be a good um, business person, want to be there for Nigeria. You want to save Nigeria. But God is saying, take care of yourself first. If you don't take care of yourself, Nigeria will miss you. If you don't take care of yourself, your family will miss you. Take care of yourself first. Your body controls your destiny. It actually really does. It does. The reality is if you don't take care of your body, you don't, you don't care about your destiny. That's the reality. Why? Why do you say that? Why do you make such a huge statement? It's because your body is the only thing God has given you through which you can express your purpose here on earth. It is your body. But if you, no matter how wealthy you are, if your body is sick, the wealth means nothing. No matter how much gifts and talent you have, if your body is not optimal, it means nothing. It means nothing. So I want to pull the curtain 
with the scripture we start, started with, First Corinthians, First Corinthians nine, from verse twenty-seven. It says, "I don't know about you, but I am running hard for the finish line. I am giving it everything I have got." Let's read together. I want to go from here. No. I'm staying. May that be your story in Jesus' name. Now, I know we pray that God will send laborers into his vineyard. Now, now look at it this way. If everyone in God's favorite house We take our body care seriously. It's going to add at least one year to your life. It's going to be more than one year, definitely. But let's say that you are going to go home at a hundred. You are going to live up to a hundred in Jesus' name. Nobody ever say anybody. You don't want. <laughs> you know. When you begin to do these things, you will live a hundred and one years. Now, if we add. All the one one year together, which means that we in God's spirit has alone, we can contribute over 2,000 years to God's kingdom on earth. Additional years. 2,000 years. How many years did Jesus ago did Jesus die? 2,000 years. So we can contribute 2,000 years back to God by taking care of our bodies. Praise the name of the Lord. There are thousands of destinies depending on you to be healthy. There are ta- there are, for, some, for some of us here, there are millions of destinies depending on you to be in top shape like Paul says is determined to be. There are people whose destinies will be truncated if you are not fit. And all those people matter to God. Your destiny is important to to God. So everybody counts. Because everybody matters to God. So everybody counts. Because everybody matters to God. God wants the people dependent on you to achieve their destiny because your body is in top shape. You don't even exist on earth. You can't exist on earth without a body. You can't. So, the question to you today is, are you going to hear this message and go on with business as usual? Or are you going to say, Pastor, I'm going to take action. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. Now, sincerely before God, this, I'm not making the altar call first. They're saying, Pastor, I'm going to deal with the fork. I'm going to stay away from the bands. I'm going to take action. I'm going to take care of my body. Put up your two hands to God as a sign of surrender to him. And just say, Father, I surrender my body to you. I present my body to you. I am going to take action. Take a moment and just pray. 
I'm going to take action. I am going to take action. I, Lufemi Munei, I'm going to take action. 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 Father, help us. Strengthen us. Let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name. You can please put on our hands. Now you're here. You need to bring yourself, offer yourself to God. First. You need to present your body to God first. You need to surrender to God first before all these things can begin to make sense. You're like, Pastor, pray with me. I want to get born again today. I want to surrender to Jesus. You don't need to come forward. I'll pray with you wherever you're seated. If that is you, put up your hand now over your head. Or I used to be born again. I'm vaccinated. Can I come back? Yes, you can. Put it up over your head and I'll pray with you wherever you're seated. Can I put up your hand? Put up your hand. Well, well, well. That is me. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. God bless you. Put up that hand. Is it going up? You're putting it up. Put it up well over your head. That is me. If you're online, the instructions are scrolling. I'm presenting my body today, Pastor, to God as a pleasing sacrifice. Lift it up to heaven. I will pray together. Father in heaven, we, we, we thank you. We can never, ever thank you enough. We thank you for your, your kindness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your word. Accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Lord, you see our hearts. You know that we love you. Thank you for pointing our attention to our body care. Give us the grace to take heed to ourselves. Then to the destiny you have placed upon us. And so that we can fulfill the destiny you have called us to. Honor and glory we give unto you. Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Let's pray together for the Lord.